I hear they're terrific. Woo! Hope the Raven never more. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. Look at the size of the giant. You can call this the new world order of wrestling, brother. And if you're not done with that, then he's got two words for you. Hello everyone and welcome to a special freestyle episode of Get Back to the Wrestling. Finally, there's a podcast on the internet about professional wrestling. I am your host today, Mr. Luke Giaconetti. I'd like to thank everyone for downloading and listening to this very special episode. And what makes this a special episode? Well, you know, uh, we had some, as I'm recording this over the weekend, we had a, a very big return to the WWE in the form of the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. And uh, so I decided to ask the biggest American Nightmare mark I could find, who was myself, what I thought and what my reactions were to Cody Rhodes' return. You'll recall a few weeks back, uh, I did an episode kind of talking about the speculation about Cody Rhodes going back to WWE. Uh, so now that that's come to fruition, I thought it was only appropriate to follow up. Uh, just a programming note, uh, it is not the intention for every freestyle episode to only be about Cody Rhodes. It just happened to work out that way for these two. So, Saturday night at WrestleMania. WrestleMania, of course, a two-night event now. Saturday night, WrestleMania, back half of the show. Uh, we get, uh, you know, uh, the mystery opponent for Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins comes out, and they make us wait, and they make us wait, and they make us wait. And then we hear it, wrestling has more than one royal family, and the introduction of Cody Rhodes. Now, this was the first thing that I think was was really, really, uh, really cool, for lack of a better term. But I wasn't sure it was going to be the case. So, at WrestleMania, Cody Rhodes, who was introduced as Cody Rhodes, because WWE owns that name, uh, got his full American Nightmare entrance. With the American Nightmare graphic and the song Kingdom was still being played. And it was very, very uh, uh, impressive seeing it in the uh, in AT&T Stadium, uh, kind of throughout that giant capacity arena. You know, it's a football stadium, so much bigger than, uh, than AEW normally plays. Uh, it was really, really cool to see it, to be honest with you. I mean, that really kind of sent chills up a little bit seeing that huge um, uh, version, if you will, of the American Nightmare entrance. Um, Wasn't announced as the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, as I said. Great response from the crowd. Obviously, the crowd was really into it. There was some Cody chants during the period while they were making us wait. So it was obviously, um, you know, people knew it was coming. At least some people knew it was coming, but a huge response. Now, of course, I have to question, is this a huge response because they're happy to see Cody or just because it was a big get type of thing? Uh, we'll save this some speculation for the end. But a great response, like I said. Uh, definitely a babyface response from the cheers that he was getting. Um, match itself, fantastic. Great match. Uh, more of a, what we might consider, like, 
an indie or AEW style match in that it was very back and forth with a lot of false finishes and kickouts of finishers. Uh, some great action in and out of the ring. There was a really cool bit with a, a suplex going out of the ring, both men taking a spill. Um, like I said, multiple attempts for the pedigree, for the crossroads, curb stomp. Um, Cody went for the disaster kick off the stairs outside and got, got, uh, got, got blocked. Uh, the Cody cutter was in there. Uh, ultimately the finish came down to, uh, two crossroads, then the bionic elbow playing to the crowd for the bionic elbow. And then a third crossroads for the finally put Seth Rollins away. Uh, really good match. I really enjoyed it. I don't know if it was a match of the night because I didn't watch anything else from WrestleMania, to be honest. I, I sought out this particular match and watched it only. So from that standpoint, WrestleMania was a success for me, at least on Saturday. Uh, Seth Rollins, kind of the perfect opponent here for uh, for Cody Rhodes coming back. Um, first off, they're, they're kind of similar size, similar build, right? Uh, they both um, you know, have a, a not not going to say a similar move set or anything like that, but I think the way they work is a good complement to each other. Also, there's the connection. You know, um, it was said a couple of times uh, over the weekend by Cody that you know Triple H was his favorite wrestler, and Seth Rollins, of course, was Triple H's protege storyline wise, and I think to a degree reality wise, uh, you know, using the pedigree and all that, I still think of. I still think of Seth Rollins more in those terms and this Seth freaking Rollins visionary nonsense gimmick they got him doing now, which I, I can't make heads or tails of. But the other thing, of course, is that, you know, Seth Rollins coming from NXT was one of Dusty's boys, right? A, a lot of that, you know, that we kind of think of those, that wave of NXT guys as being Dusty's boys. And, you know, do you get more of it being one of Dusty's boys than Cody? So I think it's a great match. And putting Cody over doesn't hurt Seth at all at this point in his career. Seth can come back and, you know, immediately move forward with whatever they're going to do with him. And again, we'll speculate that on that in a little bit um, from this without getting suffering any damage uh, to his to his uh, career, even in this era of 50-50 booking and, and all that jazz. So WrestleMania Saturday, fantastic debut, re-debut for Cody Rhodes. I was 100% on board with this. I thought this was fantastic. Fast forward from Saturday to Monday. Monday Night Raw, first segment, Cody Rhodes coming out to the ring for a promo. Great response again. Um, crowd was really, really hot for him. And again, uh, I do question, are they hot for Cody? Are they hot just because it was a big get, somebody coming back? Um, very, very uh, good promo. Uh, what I was reading this morning is that this promo was not scripted that they just kind of gave him some direction and said go out and make it memorable and I think Cody really delivered uh, one of the things that I thought was interesting very early in the promo he said that it was an easy decision to return to WWE um, and he, he talks about how he was the star that left them in the dust you know and kind of between that and he actually did the stardust cartwheel and pose on Saturday so kind of referencing to the stardust character and I think owning it in a way, not, you know, not calling back, not calling back to it in a negative or positive way, but so much as just saying, yeah, that's the past and we're moving forward, which I like. Um, there was a chant of you deserve it, which I thought was interesting, uh, just because, again, it's interesting to see the response from a crowd that, you know, the WWE crowd, which wasn't all that interested in Cody when he was here the last time. And then compare that to the AEW crowd, which loved Cody at the start, 
but then turned on him because he wasn't cool enough, he wasn't heel, he wasn't hip enough, whatever. They just turned on him, and, and that was, I think, what precipitated a lot of this. But in any event, the, the main thrust of the promo is Cody showed a picture from September 1977 showing his father, Dusty Rhodes, holding the then WWWF title, uh, holding it up uh, because of a match where he won by countout at Madison Square Garden. This picture evidently was in uh, on Cody's uh, parents' mantle in their bedroom for basically until Dusty died, is what Cody said. And it's kind of, it's it's really impressive here from just a, a watching from a viewer standpoint, because you can see Cody breaking down and tearing up a little bit. And if this isn't genuine, it's the it's the, the most realistic fake tears I've ever seen because Cody, you could hear it in his voice, you could see it on his face that he was really uh, very emotional about this topic, about talking about his dad. And, um, you know, <clears throat> he name checks some other wrestlers that have held the belt and that talks about when he was a kid asking his dad, oh, you know, uh, you held the same belt that Hulk Hogan has? And... His dad's response of the champion's advantage, and he didn't get to keep it. And, uh, and that's what inspired Cody right then and there at eight years old to say, well, I'm going to win that belt to give it to my dad. And, of course, now he says, well, that can't happen now. And so he goes on and says his motivation is to win that belt and put it around the waist of the American nightmare to honor the American dream. And this drug, you know, generated a giant, giant dusty chant uh, there were chants of "You can do it" uh, from the crowd for this. So again, really great response to a really fantastic promo and a great um, reintroduction of Cody Rhodes, perhaps for people that maybe hadn't seen him in six years, and maybe they only watched WWE and didn't know that about you know going to Japan or going to Ring of Honor or Impact or AEW or any of that. So I thought this was a great job of reintroducing him. Segment ends with the aforementioned Seth Rollins coming out, uh, shaking Cody's hand. This was put over on commentary as a welcome. Um, kind of leads me to believe that the program with Cody and Seth is going to continue for a little while, and I'm okay with that. Uh, so, again, just uh, a, two, two segments out of two, both I thought were really well done. And I understand I'm a mark for Cody. I get that. This could have very easily been botched. You know, the match could have been flat, and it wasn't. The crowd could have been dead. They weren't. The promo could have, you know, fallen you know, fallen flat, and it didn't. So I think two out of two on these two segments for reintroducing Cody as a full-time uh, guy here with WWE. So that brings us uh, to the future. So what do I think? Um, first, my first thought, uh, Cody is a babyface. You know, uh, they that I, I really do think... That Cody, his desire to stay as a babyface and not turn heel is why the AEW crowd turned on him the way they did. You know, they like the cool babyfaces. You know, they kind of like, you know, the Young Bucks is a babyface team. They're sort of heels, but they're not really. They're kind of like that NWO space, maybe leaning more towards the anti-hero space, I guess. Cody really seemed like he wanted to be a traditional babyface and get that over. And what's amazing is that that did work for a while. I and mean, people forget about that now, but think about some of the early days, you know, feuding with Jericho, then feuding with MJF and stuff with Wardlow. That was, he was over his baby face. But then, you know, by around the time of like the, 
you know, the, uh, the TNT championship and the, um, you know, stuff like that. It really started kind of turning on him and Malachi Black. That was the one I kind of point to when he was working with Malachi Black that the crowd, they really wanted to share Malachi Black. So they started booing Cody and it never really seemed to recover from that. Will the WWE push forward with this as a traditional babyface? I would like to think so, but they have such a mixed record when it comes to doing a traditional throwback style babyface. They they sometimes they they do it, sometimes they really turn up the corn factor and turn them into the heel, right? And they make it they they book it in a way that you're supposed to cheer for the air quotes up to the microphone heel and boo the air quotes up to the microphone babyface. And I really hope that's not the case here. Uh and the question then becomes will the fans embrace a throwback style babyface? I think they I'd like to think they can. I don't have a lot of faith though. You know, uh, too many times we've seen it where baby faces just don't work, um, you know, in, in, the, in the way that we want them to, you know, just keep smiling. Right. That was the whole Rocky Maivia thing. Of course, that was, you know, almost it was 25 years ago at this point. So it, it's a question that I, I'm really curious to see. I know I like Cody as a straight baby face. I am not the typical audience member, though. That said, Seth Rollins, as I said, a good opponent. A great opponent if you're going to be an initial program with Cody Rhodes. Uh, they both can talk. They both can work. Their their looks even complement each other with one having dark hair and one having blonde hair. Uh, very flashy. Both get a big uh, crowd response. Both of them can, can uh, you know, really go and they have good uh, in-ring abilities, I think. I am really would be excited to see them work a longer program. Maybe, you know, do this for a few months as we settle out what the deal is with Roman Reigns as a unified champion, maybe push towards Cody going for that title in, uh, in the summer, you know, uh, towards SummerSlam. And, um, you know, related to that, will Vince put the belt on Cody? Uh, you know, the, the, the quote that kind of came out in the media scrum with Cody over the weekend was when he was saying to Vince that he was, was full American nightmare or else he wasn't going to do it. And the, 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 the answer that Cody says Vince gave him was, well, if it ain't broke, you know, don't fix it. This is what we paid for was the American nightmare. So if Vince is already bought into the concept of not only the American Nightmare, but this idea of winning that title for Dusty. Maybe they will give him a run. Do I think he should be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns? That is a different topic. You know, my brother and I have talked about uh, off you know, off air about the idea of Roman Reigns, that his his record-setting title run, the, the some of the legends that he's chasing with that title run. I would not want to see the belt come off of him if it was going to be a, you know, a quick turnaround thing, if it, whoever knocks him off is going, that's going to be the next big guy. Maybe that's what Vince wants for Cody. I don't know. I have, I have so, so many mixed feelings about that because on the one hand, I would love it because again, biggest American nightmare mark I know, but at the same time, I kind of dread it because I, you, it's like, does Vince like Cody more than Roman? Ugh, I don't know about that. You know, that seems like, that seems like a, a, bit of speculation i'm not willing to engage in myself uh so we'll, we'll see uh, i i hope if nothing else he gets in the title hunt and that this this is not just a promo and then it's forgotten about that it's actually part of the uh the 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 ongoing plans for cody and that there is a plan and not just you know hey we were this worked for a hot spot 
you know, for a couple of weeks. And now he's, you know, wrestling in the mid card or something, which is one of my very rare and legitimate concerns about all this. Um, just kind of changing direction. Brandy. Uh, there's been no mention of Brandy Rhodes so far. I don't really think there's going to be. I don't think she has anything to prove to come back to. And introducing her as a manager, I mean, I have no problem with that. It's just, you know, baby faces don't need managers, really, right? Generally. And introducing her as a valet, I don't think really does much for her. So I think Cody uh, is going to be on his own. I don't think we're going to see much of Brandy. Maybe if he, like, wins a belt, she might come out or something like that for the celebration. Uh, I'm okay with that. I, I I have nothing against Brandy. I said it the last time. Uh, I just don't know that she fits into the plans right now. And uh, you know, with a young family, uh, too, maybe she doesn't want to be on the on the road for WWE schedule. That's something very legitimate to consider as well. So uh, overall, you know, I, I I was trying as I was preparing this, I was trying to think of how do I want to, you know, express my feeling right now about this. You know, not even seventy two hours after Cody debuted, uh, re-debuted again uh, at WrestleMania on Saturday. Uh, I think the best way I can describe my feelings is guarded optimism. I am optimistic because so far, WWE and Cody have nailed it. They have nailed his return. They have nailed his debut match. They have nailed his debut promo. I'm very excited. The crowd seems into it. It seems like they're leaning into that straight-up, you know, babyface American nightmare, which I so want to succeed, but I'm also guarded because I can see all the pitfalls. I can see Vince getting cold feet about putting the belt on him. I can see Vince feeding him to Roman Reigns, having him go lose and then fall down the card. I can see the crowd turning on him because they only want to cheer heels. I can see all these things. And that makes me a little trepidatious that fills me with some trepidation and some nerves about how successful this run is going to be if nothing else i will be there marking out for cody and supporting him just like i was i'd like to point out when he back in uh you know um you know legacy back uh you know during the dashing cody Rhodes era during the dastardly cody Rhodes era during the stardust era to to uh you know as as much as i could as much as i could stomach it I was supporting Cody, you know, because I always marked for Cody. And then when he went and did his own thing as a free agent, I was right there for him. I was there. I bought into AEW, not because of Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, who I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it right here. I can take or leave Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. It was Cody's involvement that made me interested and made me want to watch AEW and made me still to this day it's the only program I watch on a regular basis besides Ring of Honor and that one is not really doing new stuff right now uh, obviously Ring of Honor had their own stuff going on this weekend which is outside the scope of this of this episode but it was Cody's involvement and Cody being the first the first guy on the first episode of Dynamite against Sammy Guevara that that held value to me and seeing Cody at WrestleMania in a big time match and going over and then opening raw or the big time promo that that holds value to me. And I really hope WWE doesn't squander that value. Just speaking selfishly, you know, speaking selfishly for me as, as a mark for Cody Rhodes, the American nightmare. Uh, I am, like I said, 
guarded optimism. That is my, that's my feeling right now. And I'm going to stick with it. So, uh, does this mean I'm going to watch Raw every week? No, because I don't have three hours, but I will seek out anything Cody does. So, uh, I'll definitely be, be keeping up with that. So I'm going to throw it now to you, the listeners. What do y'all think? Were you impressed with Cody's return? Did you think it didn't work? What would you have done different? What did you like? What did you not like? Uh, email us. Get back to the wrestling at yahoo.com. You can also post about it on our Facebook group. Uh, there'll be a, 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 a post for this episode. Go ahead and comment there. Um, and uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube, go ahead and comment down there. That'd be great. I'd really, really love to hear what the listeners think about Cody Rhodes. Again, understanding my personal biases because I'm such a big fan of Cody and uh, I know other people are not. And that's cool. That's one of the uh, that's one of the laws of pro wrestling, right? You can cheer or boo whomever you want for whatever your reasons are, and uh, that's one thing I've always espoused. So uh, uh, that's all I've got. Like I said, guarded optimism. Those that's my two words for today, <laughs> at least when it comes to the American nightmare. Uh, so, uh, in closing, thank everyone for listening. I uh, hope y'all come back next time. Just a quick reminder, get back to the wrestling, uh, is it's for everybody. If you're into pro wrestling, you can be and be involved in this show. Um, you know, and I hope you check us out, uh, GBTTW podcast on Twitter, search for the get back to the wrestling group on Facebook. You can find get back to the wrestling on YouTube. Just search for get back to the wrestling. Of course, we are part of the Two True Freaks podcast network, which is at twotruefreaks.com. That's T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S.com. Of course, also, please go check out Go Fight Pal, which is the official card game of Get Back to the Wrestling, and quite a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it's fast-paced. You can play it usually during the downtimes on an episode of Raw, right? And there's, there's a little bit of downtime in Raw. Right. So, uh, so please go check that out. Like I said, love to hear your thoughts on this and, uh, that's all I've got. So until next time, we'll see you at the matches. No, don't you walk away from me, Daniel. Don't you walk away. I'm the one that loves the fans. I'm the one that loves everyone and everything. You're the one that gets up and walks away every single time. You're the coward.